In college, I played rugby, and I loved it because it was a great mix of uh, aggression and socialization. But then on top of that, our rugby team I went to college in Virginia was uh, a bit of a country boy growing up, and he always had these uh, folksy pieces of wisdom and aphorism that didn't quite make sense to me, being from the Midwest, suburban St. Louis kid. But one of the things he loved to say to us when we would make a mistake, you know, he says, if you learn from your mistakes, you'll be a genius just like me. <laughs> and the, the joke was, right, that I've made all these mistakes, but I've learned from them. And it was, I've been thinking about this a lot this week because in the readings today, we, we see Jesus opening the ears. We hear that, we will, uh, that that's what God will do in our lives from the first reading from the prophet Isaiah. And if I look at my own life, probably the, the weakest part of my life is I'm not a good listener. The fact that I would say I'm an okay listener is a sign of tremendous effort and growth in my life. It does not come naturally to me. I have to really work at listening to other people and not just listening to what they're saying. That's easy enough. But to truly listen, where is this person coming from and all of that. But also learning from my mistakes, from being a poor listener to try and be a, a better listener. And one of those mistakes I made as a poor listener was in college. Basically, all of college was me learning from my mistakes. But in college, I was kind of smitten with this girl and I wanted to impress her. So instead of saying you know, I had feelings for her or something along those lines, I decided I would register for a class that she was taking that she knew that I wouldn't be interested in taking. And I thought that would really impress her. Well, she told me she was going to register for the first section of the class. I registered, because I wasn't listening to her, to the second section of the class. And ended up in a class I didn't want to take with people I didn't know. But I went to a liberal arts college, and that's kind of why I went to college, was to learn, to listen, to hear these things that weren't necessarily my way of thinking or experiencing. And so in that class, you know, again, a small liberal arts school, most classes were 15 to 20 people, lots of conversation. I spoke the absolute least of all the classes I took in college in that class. But I listened. And a lot of the opinions expressed and the views held are things that I still strenuously, vehemently disagree with. But that class was really an opportunity for me to learn how to open my ears and to hear beyond that initial opinion. To hear and to try and listen for the heart of the person and where he or she is coming from with their arguments and their beliefs. In the gospel today, we see our blessed Lord opening the ears of a deaf man. Well, that's a reality in our life, physical deafness. But the greater evil, the greater challenge in our life is the deafness of our hearts and our souls. That we simply refuse to listen to what God has to say to us, to what others have to say to us, to anything that we view or think is different from our own. And into our lives today, Jesus comes and he says the same thing he says to that deaf man. Ephatha, be opened. Open your hearts, your minds, and your souls, especially to those people with whom you may disagree, with whom you may have very different opinions. We fall into the same trap that St. James castigates us for in that first reading. We may not look at people and say, well, depending on what they wear, I'll listen to them. But we'll say, well, what letters do they have after their name? If they're a politician, do they have an R or a D? Well, I'll listen to one of those. What news channel do they work for? Well, I'll listen to that one, but I won't listen to that one. Now, prudence dictates 
that we should listen to people based on their expertise in certain things. Like, I should not be giving medical advice to people because that's not my expertise, but a doctor should be giving that to me. I should weigh those differently. That's not what I'm getting at here. It's more along the lines, are we listening to people in conversation? Are we willing to enter into that? To really allow ourselves to be challenged, but also to hear where the other person is coming from with their sincerely held belief and their experience? Or do we simply fall into that trap of looking and saying to those people, oh, you're just one of those. You're the other. You're not like me. But Jesus comes and he desires for us to open our ears and our hearts. He desires for us to enter into that mess. Because brothers and sisters, the gospel, for it to be effective in the world, should be preached with conviction and faith from the pulpit. Should be preached with orthodoxy and vigor. But ultimately, if the gospel is going to be manifest in the world, if the world is going to be won over through the love of Christ, it's going to be because you, the lay faithful, are listening to the word of God, are listening to your brothers and sisters, and then speaking plainly the love of Christ into that reality. Jesus sets an example for us in the gospel today. The person is deaf. Where does that person go? Where do his friends take him? To the Lord. We must start with our relationship with Christ. The fulfillment of every human desire is in relationship to the person of Jesus. When we go to Jesus, He pulls us aside. We must pray. We must go to confession and receive the Eucharist. Spend time with the Lord. And then He opens our hearts to hear fully, truly. And the last thing is plain speech. To commit our lives to Christ is to commit our lives to a life of receptivity and openness to what God has to say. And then, and only after listening and weighing these things and discerning, speaking and acting plainly in the world. Such is God's love for us and such is our desire to share the love that God has shared in our hearts that we should be spending more time with the people with whom we disagree, the people who we think are lost, the people who are struggling, the people who are suffering, because that is what the Lord shows us. The Lord is in pagan territory today, in Tyre, Sidon, in the Decapolis. He is not amidst his fellow people. Jesus is not sitting with people who are listening to him and saying, hey, that's great, you're the best thing in the whole wide world. We so often enter into these echo chambers where the only opinion we hear is the one we held when we came into the room, and woe to us. Because what ends up happening there is that's where hatred, that's where division festers and grows. But our blessed Lord shows us that when we hear the words and the love of the Father, we are called to go to be amongst those people who are struggling, who are suffering, who are in need. Jesus comes to save and open our ears, not to confirm the fact that we are already good. He comes to open us and to offer us something even greater than we could possibly ever imagine. But we must commit to that hard work of listening, of recognizing the areas in my life where I could be better, where I could be a better friend, where I could love that person better, where I could apologize, to be and to know the love of God and to share that with our friends and family, to share that with great conviction, vim 
and vigor. We all make mistakes. One of my favorite things, especially I was just with my parents, I went to a funeral in St. Louis on Friday and I was with my parents yesterday morning. I love the fact they've been married 40 plus years now, how they're still learning to listen to each other. And those of you who are married are probably smiling, nodding, or elbowing each other. That's the beauty of the life that we live in Christ. That when it is lifted up to something greater, that process of learning from our mistakes, instead of it being something that divides us, is something that we enjoy, that gives us life, that brings about new ways of knowing and loving each other. We learn from our mistakes when we come to Jesus and he opens our ears and our hearts to be his love, to be his mouthpiece in the world. Jesus goes to this man, he pulls him aside, and he says the same thing to him that he says to us today. He speaks into the depths of our hearts. He speaks to us with perfect and profound love. He speaks to you because you are necessary and because your hearing and doing the word of God is exactly for what you were created and is the only way that this world will be a better place. But he knows your mistakes. He knows your hardness of heart. He knows your brokenness. But he comes nonetheless. He holds you. He touches you. He looks lovingly into your eyes and says, Ephatha, be opened.